Over on BBC Radio 2, the sights and sounds of screaming. <laughs> Visuals may not be available in your radio area. <laughs> Due to graphic violence. <laughs> oh, hang on. Radio does not have no visual. <sighs> Lummox. <laughs> but here on BBC Radio 4, it's comedy, <laughs> with another episode of Still Under Wraps. <laughs> I think comedy's stretching that a bit too, eh? This is Colin, he has a problem, he has a lot of DVDs and some of them he hasn't seen. So he's gonna grab the sun and they're gonna watch each one until the pile is empty. These films are still under wraps, still under wraps. Unwatched, unloved, and still under wraps, still under wraps, still under These films are unwatched, unloved, and still under wraps. Hello and welcome to Still Under Wraps. My name is Colin and with me as always is my fellow film watcher, compadre and son, Thomas. Hi. Hello. Before I even dare ask you how your week has been and what you've been up to, we need, according to management, to make an apology. Mm. We're sorry. Okay, moving <laughs> on. Oh, I guess we'd better attach that to mm. something. Um, Lee. Lee... We were wrong, and and we apologise from the bottom of our hearts. Last week we suggested that Lee did not submit a, a film to the What's on the Shelf segment, but in fact Lee contributed very, very, very early on in the week, and therefore uh, we were wrong, and, and we we really do apologise. However, I am surprised. I don't think he's contributed this week. I'm pretty sure he has. No, he, he no definitely I've got nothing. has. All right, yes. Okay. <laughs> he contributed very, very early this week as well. He's in it for the long game, or whatever the phrase is. Um, but yes, Lee, we do apologise. And... And I'm getting the nod from management that that has covered our contractual obligations for keeping our audience uh, happy. What's that? Oh, we have to apologise to Dan as well? Why? <laughs> what? Oh, because of the randomising random randomometer that uh, for all this time has been set to exclude any f anybody from Yorkshire. <laughs> um... It, look, the button, it, it's a tiny little button um, that somehow got pressed somewhere along the line. Um, yeah, no, okay, I'm, I jest now. Um, Thomas, how has your week been? It's certainly been a week. Has it? Mm hmm. What has made it such a week? It, Seven I, days. <laughs> I put a lot of effort into a one off gag. That took maybe three minutes. And did, did the gag pay off? I, I, I think so. Did it pay off more than our apology gag from the beginning of this episode? Who's to say? Mm. What I mm. will say is that I wish I had time to script it. <laughs> 
What, our apology? No, no. Oh, the... the... <laughs> yes. Because I got, I got all, all the items lined up and then didn't, didn't write anything about them. Yep. Yep. It's, it's like uh, those big blockbuster movies that spend all of their money on the special effects and then realise, oh, we don't have a script. So Iron Man. <laughs> what? No, Iron Man's good. The first Iron I, Man was... I, I will say that Iron Man is good, but it is operating a lot on improvisation. Oh, yeah, but uh, you can rely on um, certain actors in that film mm. to provide uh, good improv to... To move the story along, which it did have. Mm. And on that note, we are not watching Iron Man today. We are watching another film. And which film would that be, Thomas? It is the film adaptation of the musical adaptation of Les Miserables. Victor Hugo's incredible work. I say incredible... Um, and that just does not cover the amount of accolades one can give a book that one has not read. I have not read it either. Um, I have not seen the stage musical either. And the fact that this film has come up in Still Under Wraps suggests that neither of it... Well, I haven't. Sorry, the rule has always been that I haven't seen it. Thomas, have you seen this particular film adaptation of Les Mis. I've seen like clips of it. Yeah, I've just, seen just randomly scattered. Yeah. No. Yeah. Not not as a whole package. No. No. I, I think Anne Hathaway doesn't have any hair in it. That's about all and Russell Crowe tries to sing. That's that's all we, we can talk about that after the. the we can, okay, yes, but that's all that we know, other than um, having heard the musical um, audio uh, numerous times. Mm. Um, yes, so for those of you who have been living under a rock since uh, the French Revolution. <laughs> Please tell us what the uh, the story is behind Les Miserables, as he says with his best French accent. Hello and welcome to the mispronunciations. I've, I've messed it up. You've already. done it already. <laughs> yeah. Hello and welcome to the mispronunciation zone. Here we go. I'm your host, Thomas Chick. Shall we make a pinging noise every time something gets mispronounced? I was still saying. <laughs> you, later when you're editing it. I might do it now. Set against the backdrop of 19th... You pronounced backdrop incorrectly. I did not. <laughs> okay. Sorry, I've still got the, uh, the Yorkshire button put down and you didn't pronounce <laughs> it with a Yorkshire accent. Set against the bock trap of 19th century France... <laughs> No, I'll, I'll, I'll go again. Set against the backdrop of 19th century France, Les Miserables tells a... No, I've got... Mm. You've got uh, potato cake. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Drawl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm actually going to go have a drink and then come back and read this because <laughs> I don't think I can... I think um, I think our audience will be impressed that we have uh, um, water on tap within the Deranged Cat Studios. Because that's not a good thing to have in a studio. <laughs> uh, well, we might do Foley recordings. This is true. <laughs> um. But I don't think you'd want it in the studio at all times, for all purposes. No. Okay. Well, I've still got potato mouth a little. Excuse me, I'll start again. Hmm. I'll come in again. Okay. Nobody expects this from the Inquisition. Oh dear, thanks, thanks. Oh, my ears hurt now. (laughs) No, I was was trying to fake shout. (laughs) How? And it should be, nobody expects the uh, French Revolution. Okay. I don't know where to go with that joke. Let's not and just move on because we've got a very long movie to get through. We do. Yep. And we're totally wasting this early start time that we've... Yep. Yep. Set against the backdrop of 19th century France. Oh, no. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Something got caught, like, there, and... Oh, no. Okay. Oh, it's bursting out of his chest. Oh, it's... (laughs) it's, Oh, it's awful! (laughs) Oh, well, it's gone now. No, we've done Alien. We've done Alien already. (laughs) Set against the backdrop of 19th century France, Les Miserables tells an enthralling story of broken dreams and unrequited love, passion, sacrifice and... No. No. That's not... That's not how that list works. No. Bad. There's a prisoner, there's some stuff, there's there's some love and some hate so, and some, some, some retribution has, and uh, has parole and um, and a policeman who's out for catching the person who believes is guilty and yeah something good. I'm glad I made sure that there was white writing on a black background so that Thomas could read the. Movie. Oh, look, let a professional do just, it. Just go back and listen to the last episode. <laughs> uh, Thomas is going to unwrap the case because it is still under wraps. Yeah. <laughs> 
Hey, that sounds like burning barricades. Cool. Wow, that was quick too. He's he's going to open the case. There, there was a small tear in, in, at the bottom of in the back fabric of, the... of time. <laughs> oh, I wish there was. <laughs> he's going to open the case. He's going to continue to feel guilty that he didn't read the plot synopsis off I, the back of the case. I don't feel guilty at all. He's going to take the disc out of the disc box. In a moment. He's going to pop the disc into the machine. We're going to watch it and decide whether Lame is with, with uh, Russell Crowe and Anne Hathaway and Huge Ackman remains on the shelf. And we'll catch you on the flip side. Come back for Act 2. Merit. <laughs> Home. Bring 
Polyvu Francais. Non. <laughs> oui, oui, poupou. Oops. Non. My, <laughs> um, that was long. That was. That was very, 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 very long. There is, there is a reason that musicals have an intermission. There is. It desperately needed an intermission, didn't it? Um. <laughs> One day more is 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 the show stopping. Act one finale, and it is followed immediately in this film by Act two. Yes, um, <laughs> I wanted some popcorn, no, <laughs> drink, uh, uh, something. Um, look, I the I have really, really mixed feelings about this, um, and not all of them good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so if you're uh, I'm curious to know what your thoughts are first then mine, mine might be a little tainted by things that I've heard about this film in the past mm-hmm. but let's let's talk about movie musicals and the way that movie musicals usually work which is that you record all of the music, including the singing, in a studio. Yep. And then apart from apart from the action, lip syncing yep. where necessary. Yep. This is this not what not, has been done. No, here. no. What has been done here is that the actors are listening to some piano accompaniment and they have lav mics on. Yep. And that lav mic audio is what is being presented, presented. here. And, and sorry, I will let you go on as to how you felt that worked. And in some parts of this film, that is fine. Yep. At others, it's very much not. Right. Um, did you feel it needed more, like, processing or...? Uh... No. No. Or that the, the, the performance couldn't be because of the... The energy that was also mm. going on at the... Right. Some have praised Anne Hathaway for the performance of I Dreamed a Dream, which is a very powerful performance yep. that doesn't work for me. Oh, okay. See, see, I was aware of that, the the background as far as the, mm. the audio recording, and, and that was one that actually worked for me. Um, so... Yeah. So looks like we we may be disagreeing a lot through this. The mm. the film has actually restarted again yeah. and uh it's uh, probably going to be a distraction, isn't it? Um I I'm not distracted. <laughs> okay. Um no, look I I I think hers was possibly even though it was a very short part ultimately. Mm. Um uh, a lot shorter than I was uh, sort of expecting and I, my my background for this is is even more confused now in that I'd, I'd heard the the Broadway um, recordings right. at least a couple of times. Um, had a sister who would, would play it, and 
And there were whole swathes of songs that I didn't recognise and other songs that seemed a lot shorter than I recall them going. And and yet the film was still stonkingly long. <laughs> it was just... Um, there, yeah. there was some rearrangement of order right, in okay. there. And a couple... Of new songs? New songs. They added yes, more. Yes, they added songs. Because oh, I really, really did feel... Um, and, and, again, this this is where musicals can either win me or break me. If every single bit of dialogue is sung, those songs have to be pretty solid. But there were whole swathes of dialogue here that were set to some type of music but certainly nothing that was memorable at all, um, just to get the dialogue across. Um, and it, it just bogged down the story. If, if they could have said it, mm. said the dialogue, um, to, to um, continue the narration and, and what have you, I, I would have been far more comfortable with that than some of the... Uh, really dubious uh, l- lengths of um, nothing that had a tu- real tune to it just so that they could sing their dialogue. Mm. Whereas other songs that are really, really powerful that... Which is interesting because in this film there is some straight up, some small amount very, very of straight small up ones. spoken dialogue. Yep, yep. And some of it took me out of the movie. Mm. <laughs> um, and I, I, that's possibly got something to do with... Um, uh, Sasha Cohen Barron was responsible for a couple of those. And they were done for laughs. And uh, um, and I, I have a, a bit of a pet peeve with him. I, I, he just doesn't do it for me. And he has... And it's probably my fault, but he has ruined a couple of films for me where he's taken me out of out of the moment. And whether they were ad-libbed or whether they were, right, you're the comic relief, um, you know, it's your job, go for it type of thing. But um, We're really going to disagree on what makes this film not, <laughs> not quite so good, aren't uh, we? Because I, I actually thought that his performance was... Pretty good. Uh huh. Um, and look, and look, um, Sasha Cohen Barron and um, and uh, what is it? Sarah Bonham Carter? Helena, the, Helena, Helena Bonham, Bonham Carter. Carter. <laughs> HBC and S. SBC. SBC. Unrelated. Uh, and unrelated. Um, look, and uh, yeah. Uh, and uh, again, I, I will be brutally honest. I'm possibly being completely unfair, um, and maybe have a bee in my bonnet. But th- th- those moments did just take me out. And yet, here I am arguing against something that frustrated me was the, the, the fact that okay, if they're going to do that, though, uh, just those snippets of just straight out dialogue, um, just if you need. Ex, ex, what's the word? Ex, exposition. Exposition. Just speak it, please, rather than having it done to a, a, a unforget. Uh, sorry, a forgettable tune. Um, 
and and, and let those big powerful songs um, sort of stand out rather than yeah I don't the, know the original musical is sung through yeah there, there there is no spoken dialogue in the original musical yep, yep. and it it's just not it's not quite right it it's it's I agree with you that it would be better to have just spoken dialogue, but that wouldn't be faithful to the musical. Yeah, yeah. But it's already not being faithful to, to the, the musical. musical. And and you've got another layer here, and this is something that, that's got me uh, curious. I wish I spoke fluent French and could hear it in the original French. Mm. Because... The number of times where I have um, had uh, particularly French um, um, written uh, mm. um, uh, The Little Prince. I've got two English translations of The Little Prince on my shelf, one of which I just absolutely adore. The, the poetry in it is just wonderful. But apparently it isn't a... A really solidly faithful translation, and yet the one that scholars say is um, grammatically accurate, I can't bear reading. It, it just it's ponderous and, and plodding. Um, so in in this, I'm curious to know in in places some of the the English to fit into the music which was written for. Mm. The <laughs> the music was written in French, yeah. if that makes sense. I, I I do wonder how much of a compromise there was there as well. Um, um, but it was shot wonderfully, um, and I didn't have any. My biggest fear was um, Russell Crowe singing, and right. I, th I think he did a an admirable job. Um, in 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 what he he did, uh, ostensibly he is a singer. <laughs> he has a band, um, but look, it was just yeah. I, and it, it also it, it hinges on the fact that it is written. Uh, it is based on a very very long book mm. as well. So the book. Had to have, I'm sure, things taken out and possibly not enough um, in the first place, and then you've got the translation things and um, and it, it's a curse. You've you've always got to make that compromise, and you're not going to please everyone. Um, you're not going to please the people who are familiar with the original text, and uh, likewise, me not being familiar with the original text, there were things that I felt really didn't need to it there were bits that just dragged on for no apparent reason it didn't continue the story along enough um yeah i'm going to make a statement you tell me if you agree with it okay this is a very good looking mediocre film yes oh uh, no no uh, I, I was going to say uh, it in much the same way, uh, but but you, you've put it a lot better than than I probably could. It, it is a a well made lavish mediocre film, mm. um, 
and I still can't put my finger on where the mediocrity lies, whether it is mm. the original material or the original original material, um, or just it just wasn't tight enough for me. Uh, and uh, again, I don't have the knowledge to know why that is the case. Um, um, it, it, it just it seems seemed to have. Even though you have the eight years later, or the you know, and mm. then eight years later again, it, it feels like they could have made the steps just a little bit bigger. Um, and dare I even make the comparison of okay, my main experience with musicals and performing in musicals, um, would be Gilbert and Sullivan, right? Um, and, and they're operettas. And there is certainly dialogue in those that keep mm. the the um, the narrative going, the exposition going, um, and and yet those were written; um, they were themselves. Mm. They weren't based on anything else that was based on anything else. So that. It, they're usually all really, really tight. Um, and um, the the pair of them wrote well enough to just keep that thing going along at a decent pace. And you still had crazy mix-ups at birth and, and mm. um, you know, the coincidental crossings of paths that, that happened all the time in this. Um, and part of my mind was saying, uh, was sort of thinking that, oh, if only Gilbert and Sullivan had got their hands on this, um, it would have been so much tighter. Um, but I, look, I, I don't know. But getting back to your, your comment, yes, extremely well made, ex you know, lavish, uh, solidly well shot, sounded wonderful, mediocre film. Mm. And. I would be interested to know how I would gel with a live stage performance, not not a um, orchestral. What do they call mm -hmm. it? Where they a concert? A concert. Yeah, I, I would like to see a stage production of it. I think, but I don't know. Uh, you know, it's um, uh, because you've got a different. In, uh, different atmosphere again mm. um, and and perhaps that is what is lacking from this is that even though it's got all the bells and whistles and the the camera shots and the the dutch angles and the mm. um you know uh and the the cgi pieces of paper flying <laughs> through the air as we're about to <laughs> rewatch, which which is is brilliant mm. um but uh, yeah yeah, this is a very, very, um, um, very good transitionary device. Yes, yeah, I, and I love that bit as far as cine cinematography and cinema mm. production is concerned. Um, but yeah, again, it's an eight years later thing, and um, and but then it just bogs down again, mm. and it bogs down again, and and. Uh, I, I'm I'm guessing that I'm guessing that what we were meant to be feeling was this relentless pursuit of one man mm. after another, 
but the pursuit just didn't seem to <laughs> just didn't it, it wasn't relentless enough um mm. it wasn't tight enough to feel relentless um <laughs> i don't know um does it stay on the shelf I don't know whether I the only reason I would watch it again is to see whether I'm being unfairly harsh mm. towards it and and just watching it in silence which is bizarre because you know it's a musical and um, but watching it it is you know we, we are watching a a rock video in silence yeah. in, in a lot of ways, aren't we? Um, <laughs> because there is, um, even though there's no dance routines, they are dancing at the moment. Mm. Um, you know, the, the sewers that they're sewing together, I'm not sure what they're sewing together, but they're sewing together jewelry it looks like it does look like jewelry and they're all doing it synchronized and as they sing um but uh, yeah i don't know whether i would sit through it again and yet you know is anyone else going to be curious enough to pick it up and say oh i might just sit back and watch this two and a half hour musical that i don't think has enough going for it to keep you watching i i mm. was i was struggling in places yeah uh, mm, which i'm i guess i'm disappointed about which which makes me again curious about how the a stage musical would actually be or whether it is just a uh, emperor's new clothes you know it's brilliant because someone else said it was brilliant or I'm wrong. <laughs> I, I have been known to be wrong. <laughs> Welcome to art. Art is subjective. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <sighs> be, be, before we move on. Yes. A brief aside on France. So this is set in the, the I believe, the June, 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 June. June Revolution? Well, the depend- June Rebellion. The June Rebellion of 1832. As in the end with the, the barricades. It, it, fail- it fails. Yep. It fails miserably. Yep. Uh, about a decade and a half later, yeah. there's there's more rebellion, and that one works, and that provides the Second French Republic. Right. We are now on the Fifth French Republic. Oh. French is, has has a fraught history. <laughs> French has Fra- a fr- France. France has a fraught history. The f- the French and their Frenchness has a fraught history. I I don't believe we have any French listeners. Um, as in in France, we may have some French speaking listeners, but uh, we are showing our ignorance here. I've always uh, assumed that this was right in the middle of the French Revolution and. I was wrong. It was how many years after? Uh, oh, some some time. So so. But who knows? They're always revolutionising. So a couple of years before this <laughs> was they they a few years before this they were still in the first French Republic. Yep. And then 
a king happened. A king happened again, yes. And then the rebellion, rebellion, both failed. A little later, rebellion that works. Second French Republic. <laughs> an empire happens. Yep. Third French Republic. Germany happens. Yep. Yep. They get that out of that. The fourth Republic. I can't remember what happens between the fourth and the fifth, but it's very, very fraught history. Right. Uh, probably the uh, the peasants are revolting. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know either. Well, that's... Um, it's a mess. It's a mess. Yeah. Okay. Um, so uh, that's that's where... I still haven't decided whether it's staying on the shelf or not. I... I'm not going to watch it I'm again. not going to watch it again. And yet, looking at it again, it, it is. It is a beautifully shot, um, beautifully crafted. The, uh, the set dressing, the costuming, it just... It is, it is a labour of love, and yet I think it's sort of held back by the source material that, and the source material upon that, and it has not translated well. And who knows whether it has translated well, because I haven't seen the French. Um, yeah, all right, let's, so, um, yeah, I think it's going to go on to the, um, the the find a good home mm. pile. So, on that note, on that bombshell, on that terrible disappointment, yeah, yeah, uh, uh, yes. <laughs> the number of times that I thought, "Yay, it's fi-. well, not yay, it's finished," and says, "Okay, we've come to the conclusion," and then you've got another. <laughs> Ten minutes of something happens, and then yay, we've reached the conclusion. Oh no, they're going to do something else. And <laughs> yeah, okay, let's move on. What's on the show? You know, it's probably DVDs. Ninety-two. Ninety-two. We've had a number of editions this week, and we thank you all for for contributing. Um, I'm I'm weary. So let's just roll that randomizing random randomometer. Powered by random.org. It says 53. Of course it does. That wonderful 53, that 53 on the list, which happens to be... (laughs) Oh, no. Dan. Dan! Hi, Dan. Oh, Dan. Dan. It's it's great. Took you long enough. It's great to to have you. What do you mean it took? Didn't he get it just a couple of weeks ago? Wasn't he complaining about not getting it? Oh, he's always complaining. He's a Yorkshireman. Oh, sorry. Did I say? Oh, I've insulted the French. I've insulted. That being said, we have Yorkshire ancestry, so uh, so I'm a. I'm allowed to complain about the complainers. Um, okay. Uh, let, let's hope that Dan gets some points here. <laughs> okay. Dan. Dan has suggested... Tootsie. <laughs> I've not seen Tootsie. Have you seen Tootsie? Tootsie? Mm. Tootsie. 
with um, oh, d- 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 Dustin Hoffman, who plays a female for this, for reasons. This is all very useful information. Yes. Have you seen it? Well, this is me processing the, the fact that I have indeed seen it. Did I mark that I'd seen it? No, you marked that you hadn't. Oh, look, I believe I have. Um, look, it is such an old film, um, and I believe that I have seen it. Um, he, I think for him to get a job, he has more chance of getting the job if he's female, I think. Right. Is my recollection. But I could be recalling that based on a recollection of a recollection of reading about it. So, but uh, for for Dan... Well, this is helpful. For, for Dan, I'm going to say I have definitely, definitely seen it. And definitely do we have it on the shelf. No. No, we don't. No. Not in any way, shape or form. And look, it is, it is such a common film too that um i don't think it earns a multiplier i was going to suggest that it not receive a multiplier because of your wavering conviction on whether you've seen it indeed yes yes but dan we're going to give you a point for that um (laughs) because we're damned if we do damned if we don't um (laughs) and dan wear it with pride uh, and thank you for contributing. He must have contributed to that quite some time ago because I don't oh. even remember that coming up. Um, but, uh, yeah, please keep them rolling in. Has that affected anything on the uh, the leaderboard? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, Dan remains one, one point. No, it brings him one point closer to Lee. On points, <laughs> but at the bottom of those who have points. Right. Good. Good, good, good. Um, and look, I I don't dare say anything else about it because I'll just put my foot in it mm-hmm. even more. So let's move on. Shake the phone and pick a film and then we'll watch the film next week. Poor Anne Hathaway. Oh, this... Going going back to the film. <laughs> really lovely ladies scene. Lovely, uh, lovely ladies. Uh, oh, yes. Ugh. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. The, I'm distracted now. Okay. Yeah, I'm just going to... We will just get rid of the prostitutes yeah, and... Yeah, it, oh, it's, not, it's not on... Device. It, it, there we go. Stop. Bye, Anne. Yes, let's not watch that again. Um, okay, so oh, that's better. let's not watch that again, but move on to finding out. And I confess to looking at the number of films that we have left um, earlier today, and there are still some films on that, that stack of 20 or so that I'm quite looking forward to watching. So please... Please, when you shake that uh, device as you're shaking now, get one that uh, is going to be good. It's from 2003. It's a Kevin Costner film, Open Range. Right. 
a bit of a uh, westernish type film. Mm. When he wasn't making western films, he was uh, making baseball films. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, open range. Cool. Thomas, would you be so kind? Because it's probably not on a lot of people's r- radars. Um, I think if you mention Kevin Costner, you either think Field of Dreams or The Postman or um, Dances with Wolves, except that's sort of gone off the radar, even though he won numerous Oscars for it. Um, <laughs> please, please go on. Tell us about it. Go on. You can do it. It's set in 1882. <laughs> oh, oh, there goes the levels. <laughs> well, that's that's what you get. That's, that's what you get. Set in what year? Set in 1882 on the edge of the wild frontier. The battle for the soul of the American dream has just begun. Spearmen and Wait are honourable, honest living prairiemen, driving cattle in a land where nature makes the only laws. But they make the mistake of driving their herd through the land of a bitter rancher named Denton Baxter. <sighs> he rules the district through tyranny and fear, and cares little for the legal free grazing rights granted to lowly workers like Wait and Spearmen. Bound to each other and the time-honoured code of the West, Spearman and Waite are forced to confront corruption and violence head-on. For the first time in their lives, they will be drawn into a remorseless age-old pact. Kill or be killed. See justice done or die trying. <laughs> ah. Well, there we go. Uh, another one of those uh, cheap uh, bargain bin films. So, that that I don't know why that appealed to me. I guess we'll we'll find out next week when we watch open. Sorry, I was going to say open range. Is it that, is open range. <laughs> hang on, isn't there another film called Open Range? You might be thinking the Disney of Home on the Range. Home on the Range, right? Which is a middling musical. <laughs> it is a middling musical. Middling animated yeah. musical. Yes, um, Open Range with Kevin Costner. Um, I have nothing else to say. Do you have anything else to say before we farewell our dear listener? No. No. Have a good week, everyone. I am going to um, buckle down and edit this into some form of uh, cohesiveness. Hope to get a few hours sleep and then watch a space launch early in the morning. And hope that all goes well with that I'm terrified uh, yeah <laughs> oh. um yes but uh, uh and this this is this is the one test that can't fail <laughs> no no it can't um it's yes there's a lot hinging on it and uh yes godspeed and all that to mm. infinity and beyond Actually, no. Don't go beyond infinity. You'll 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 shoot straight past the International Space Station if you do that. Um, 
Um, and here's to hoping we don't have to bring this up next week. Yes, let's hope that's the case. You all have a great week and we shall catch you next time. Bye. You have been listening to Still Under Wraps. Your hosts were Colin, who produces and edits the show, and Thomas, who makes the artwork and music. Still Under Wraps is recorded in the Deranged Cat Studios in scenic Tasmania, Australia. Movies are selected at random through My Movies, an excellent piece of movie collection software. You can find links to that, as well as our quote-unquote blog and our Facebook group, in the show notes. Still Under Wraps is a High Hello production. Stay home, stay safe, etc. Don't drive angry. Don't drive impaired. <laughs> yeah, and don't drive to see whether your eyesight's good enough to do so. Mm. With with your wife and child. That's right. Toe. <laughs> yes. Oh dear. And then go on to make a statement that expresses no regret or remorse. No. No, that's right. And then continue to keep your job? This this is a paid, <laughs> written and spoken and authorised by... Oh, hang on. We're talking about... Oh, we've insulted the English now. Uh, sorry, the... Uh, the oh, see, now I'm going to get this wrong we've too. We've insulted the British government. The British government. So, the French, the British. Um, who else did we... Well, if they can't they? handle it, um, the the entire area of Yorkshire, um, yeah. Sorry, people, and bye for now. <laughs>